We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into another episode of the Good Men in the Hummel podcast. Uh, I'm Kirk Creesa. That is Robbie Hummel. Um, I, I just listen. I wanted to get some more swagger, so hey. Kerr gave me his headband. Uh, I'm decked out, and now I'm going to come onto this pod with more effing swagger than I've ever had, Robbie. So I'm, well, I'm ready to go, baby. I will I say I that. Well, first of all, let me get about Kirk Creesa's swagger, then we'll get to you. I would. I do think that Kirk Creesa plays with some of the most confidence and swagger of anybody in college basketball, which is impressive because I mean he's good, but <laughs> there's a lot of guys that are really really good that don't carry themselves the way that he does. But that's probably what makes him an effective player. Getting to your headband, you know what it reminds me of? Go it ahead. reminds me, and and I wouldn't say that Kerr looks like this, but with yeah. you wearing it, it, it kind of looks like Porky Pig's headband in Space Jam. <laughs> that, that's what it really reminds Wait, me of the thickness. you say i can't pull this off uh kerr does really. it way better than you kerr yeah, does it I, way well better i would agree you. with that i would agree with that so uh the, the story how about this and and, and you can kind of tell me your your favorite story that comes off this but um you know go to the game go back home to arizona uh, we'll talk about texas tech in a little bit in, in my trip to lubbock but after the game, Arizona wins. They, they're obviously celebrating. I'm at kind of a, a restaurant bar right off campus called Gentle Ben's. Good, good little spot. Um, and a buddy of mine, Jim Root from Three Man Weave, we're just grabbing some, some food and a couple of drinks. And You're celebrating as well, of course. I'm ce- that's right. I'm celebrating as well. Um, and we run into, as we're leaving, we're going to a, a bar that I've always gone to. It's been there. It's an institution called Dirtbags in tucson so we're headed over there and we're leaving and kerr walks in with a couple other players and you know we're talking for a minute and he had already given me his headband which i'm gonna take off now because i don't need to look any more ridiculous than i've already looked (laughs) so um i tell him we're going over to dirt bags and i'm like yeah you know it's the older people's bar i'm gonna go over there and that way i'll feel he's like no 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 like we're going over there too like we're going over there in a few i'm like what do you mean you're going over there like it's the old people's bar. He's like, no, it's, it's like the place again. Dang, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go over, check it out. I was with three other guys. We had met at the bar that had like recently graduated. They were in their late twenties and uh, we went over and luckily somebody was able to get us in. There were like, I don't know, probably 50, 75 people waiting in line and somebody was able to get us in. So we didn't have to wait and we're inside. And all of a sudden I see a knock at the, at the door. Like he's like, it's Kerr. Like, they can't get in. They can't get in. They just beat UCLA, Robbie. UCLA, their biggest rival. They're a top-10 team. And the players, Kerr and the Kerr's 21, and the basketball team, I think everybody was 21 on, on the team that was trying to get in. They can't get in. Really? That is surprising. It, it's pathetic is what yeah. it is. <laughs> it's su- not I'm surprising. So did you, so did you up- hook him up? Eventually, it took a while. It took like five God, or ten dang. minutes. You before. got you got no pull at the University of Arizona I no anymore. I went up to there were like you know a bunch of girls at the front of line. So I said to him, I asked the doorman, I was like, "Hey, what's the deal here?" He's like, "Yeah, 
you know, like they got to wait in line. I'm like, come on, man. Like, like, what if I asked the people in line? So I asked like two girls at the beginning, you know, front of the line. I said, Hey, would you let them? And they're like, they're not famous. I said, no, they may not be famous. <laughs> I said, here's what I said, but they beat UCLA today. What did you do today? And they just looked at me and walked in. I'm like, come on, this is bullshit. Dude, you like, know what you were trying to be like there? You were trying to be like the people at the airport who are like rushing through because they're going to miss their flight. And they're like, oh, my God, we're in such a hurry. Can you please let us cut the line? And everybody's like, yeah, we're trying to make our flights, too. They're trying to get into the bar, too. That's what that's what you were there. Did you ever have problem when you were 21 getting into a bar in West Lafayette ever? Could you yeah, could no. you just jump the line every time? Yeah, for the most part. But at the same time, I think if the line wasn't absurdly long, you wait. You, you do. You kind of look like a d bag when you're like, yeah. "Oh, I'll just walk right through." So, I mean, you could do it occasionally, but I wouldn't do it like every time. And if there's four people, I'd I'd wait in line. Or no, there were, like, I, there were like ten. I mean, if, if there's like if there was like seventy people, which I've seen it, the Purdue Purdue doesn't have that many bars because a couple of them have closed, and so really at this point, there's probably two that you'd want to go to which is sad um so the lines can be really long so yeah like if it was really really long and it was a one-off yeah you'd cut but you kind of do look like a d-bag if you're routinely cutting the line yeah I, I think you're right and and the word i got also was that one of the players or somebody with the players told me he said you know they're upset with us at, at dirtbags because we never you know they don't pay and i'm like <laughs> I get it, but like you're a top ten team, like like who cares? Don't you want the players in there if you're if you're these bars? I would know. Maybe think, no. I mean, well, it depends on how they're acting. You know, I've seen certain teams go into bars and act like just total clowns, and then if in that case you're like, this isn't worth the. Kerr was good, the, man. He was the drinking. They're bringing. He was drinking non-alcoholic beer. I was making sure. I was being <laughs> like the, the the father figure. He was crushing like, O'Doul's. Well, I was listen. I was more worried, like. If something happens and I'm here, how is that going to look? Tommy so I had to Lloyd make sure. gives you a call. Jeff Jeff Goodman right. sabotaging never, Arizona basketball. Yeah, I'm never invited back to Tucson. It, you know, it's 55 degrees. I know people were saying it was cold, but for me, yeah, I'll take 55 good, right? over the ice I'm, I'm trudging through right now to walk my dog every day. So yeah, uh, it was a good trip. But I was, yeah, I was curious if if you had any of those those issues getting in a bar that Kirk Creasy did. I feel like if we wanted to get in, we knew enough of the bouncers. And, you know, I think that especially like my junior year, we were pretty good. We, we I don't think it was a problem. Now, before I was 21, no, I couldn't have gotten into any bar. They were really strict Nothing. about that. Mm. But you know what? Well, Purdue was go? a really big – Purdue's a huge Greek campus, so the fraternity yeah. parties were huge. And they were almost maybe more fun than the bars. So – you so that's where you used to go after a big win. You go to the frat parties. Yeah, you would go. You would go to frat parties. There was like five good ones. Fiji was water. really good, right? You drink. Yeah, water. of course. Yeah, of course. Fiji was great, and actually, one of our players on our team was a Fiji, so we'd go there a lot. Sig up was really good. Sig Kai, Snoo. Give me your best frat. Give me your best frat story. Give me your best story in a frat. Anything that got out of control, completely out of. Did they have you well, doing I'll anything you, crazy? I'll tell you the the. No, I mean, it was just, it was like a normal party. Like, you know, there was a lot of beer pong and like just music and different rooms had different stuff that you could like, you know, basically different people in there. It, the Purdue France, I, I would say they were like normal. It wasn't insane. The, the coolest night we had, Etwan had a friend who is now actually, I think maybe a sports agent or he's, he's involved with some of that stuff. Um, at the time, he's from Chicago. He was on the 50 Cent show, and he was really? really connected, and he was a rap promoter. He was doing some rap promotion. So they threw this concert our, the year I sat out, each one of Juwan's last year, at Snoo in April during Grand Prix, which Indiana has Little Five, which is a bicycle race. It's like a week-long party, and Purdue has Grand Prix, which is a week-long party leading into a go-kart race. And there's all these concerts. And so Wiz Khalifa had just released this album. So they, um, which made him really popular. So they booked him on the cheap and then he blew up. So we had Wiz Khalifa and Mac Miller 
outside of snow on this hill on a night where it was like 80 degrees in April. And it was All like, right. this is the, the greatest night ever because it was, there was so Does many it happen in West there. Lafayette. It's not a West Lafayette type deal. Now we also had Snoop Dogg come to, to Purdue and we got to hang with him, which was hilarious. Um, but I think the, the, my favorite frat night had to be the Wiz Mac Miller, just because everybody was so into their music and it was like a perfect night. Um, that was, that was pretty cool. But Purdue had a lot of random rappers come through the frats, which, which could be, you know, good or bad. I, I don't even think you'd know who some of them were. No, uh, I Afro not. man, Afro man came through gorilla Zoe, which is so I'm random. a huge Afro man guy. Yeah. Young jock. <laughs> like we had the most random, if you're into 2000 hip hop, there was some solid acts that, that rolled through the fraternities and they would just clear out like their great halls and they'd build a stage and they would, uh, I feel yeah, like Ryan Smith. Perform. I feel like Ryan Smith probably loved a lot of these rappers. I mean, we all did. They were good. All right. In our, so in our like era, they were good. More important than peace of mind, nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you can have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start at under $4 a month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe. That's B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. You've now been dubbed the hardest working man in college yeah. basketball. You know that? Like, like legitimately, people, people can't wait to see where Robbie Hummel is every single night because you could be anywhere. I mean, yeah, absolutely you know, anywhere. You, you could be well, in, in covering a Bulls game in Canada, right? Yeah, yeah. The thing was, well, first of all, this is my job, and I only work really from November to April. So it's and you like play golf. And three on three, maybe. So uh, it's like be over. Hey, that, might be. that career might be over. Un unknown. But so it's like when you're working, you've got to you got to work. And this was supposed to be a week where it was going to be busy, but for whatever reason, Stacy King he's not he's not traveling right now because of his COVID. Um, he had it and it was pretty severe for him. And he's just he wasn't well didn't want to travel. So I think after All Star Weekend, he's going to start doing that again, which is. I think this week or next week. Um, so they, they built him a studio. But because the, the road trip started in Canada, I don't know if it's a technology issue or if it's a legal issue, but they couldn't make the studio work with the game being played in Canada and the studio here in Chicago. So they hit me up like a week ago. And again, it was going to be a busy week anyway. Let me pull my yeah. schedule up to see what it actually was. It was gonna. It was going to be right. Maryland Tuesday, Illinois Wednesday, Indiana Saturday, Iowa Sunday. So that's and studio Monday night. So that's a pretty substantial week. But a week before, I get an email from the Bulls, and you know they can you do Toronto and Indiana? Well, Saturday I'm at IU, so it's like perfect, and it's just it's such a good opportunity to do NBA. Yeah. Like so, yeah. I, you feel like you, you have to it. say yes. Right, no, you miss I, NBA. I, I I love watching the NBA, and I love college basketball too for different reasons. But I just think the the way those dudes play and the Bulls are really good, so they're fun to watch. Right. Um. I, I just it was too good to, to pass up. So the problem was the winter storm, freaking Landon, made this into <laughs> a total nightmare. So like Tuesday, so do the game at Maryland. So we're flying out of, of Reagan. Um. Wednesday morning. I got to get to Illinois. Luckily, the game's at 8, Illinois, Wisconsin. So as you're getting to Sunday, Monday, you're seeing the, the reports of the weather. And it's like, man, the snowstorm's coming. But it was very vague. It was like Chicago could get 2 to 14 inches and Champaign could get 4 to 17 inches. So you're like, well, if it's 4, it's not going to be that bad. 
at 17, it'll be horrible. So we're in Washington, D.C., and the night um, of the game, I'm trying to see if maybe Jason Benetti and I can get out of Dulles because the game was at 7. Maybe there will be like a 10.30 flight. There's not. So I changed my my Wednesday flight to 6 a.m., and that was the only flight that went from D.C. to Chicago. All the other ones were canceled. We landed. It was snowing pretty hard. I get to the rental car place, rent a Toyota 4Runner. Luckily, I had four-wheel drive. It took me four hours and 30 minutes to get from Chicago to Champaign. That beats your record that you set. I, I was going to say, that, that's I about know. how long it took me without any snow. I mean, there was there was trucks jackknifed all over the place. It, I shouldn't have drove. If I knew it was going to be this bad, I should not have done it. it. took me four hours and 30 minutes. There was cars off the roads everywhere. I was lucky that at the rental car place they had a car like a forerunner because that thing is more built to, to go through it. So we do the game. It's pretty good. Illinois beats Wisconsin. Now I've got to get back to Chicago. It only was like three hours probably back, which is still long. After but the it game, wasn't nearly... Right yes, after the so game. So that's at 10 o'clock. Stop at home, swap my suits out, head to the – I'd stayed at the, uh, the O'Hare Hilton. Had to do all the Canadian – I mean, Canada is – it's hard to get in right now. Is it? You got you to get tested within 72 hours. You've got to fill out these forms. You've got to – like you can't just go into Canada like you normally would. Had there you not, did that Thursday no morning? No, I had done all that stuff over the course of Tuesday and Wednesday. And, got it. But I, I finalized it all when I got to the O'Hare Hilton. I leave it, or I get there at, I want to say, 2 or 2.30. I've got an 8 a.m. flight to Toronto. <laughs> so I get in, um, it, do the game there, fly with the team to Indianapolis, do the game for the Pacers. The Bulls had a car service drive me to Bloomington. <laughs> so do the game. Wow. Fly back to Chicago after the game. Uh, Sunday morning yesterday, I flew to Iowa City and knocked that out. <laughs> the game hey, at three yeah. and then drove home. So now I'm here. Tired? You tired? Um, you know, it, from, just from the lack of sleep because of the early flights, and I'm not – I don't do well at going to bed before 11 probably. I just have a hard time falling asleep before then. Um. And I've got a pretty busy week this week, too, and then it kind of mellows out. But th the thing is, Good, I really we, love... We need you back on After Dark, by the way. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure if you'll see me again the rest of the year. <laughs> but I, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining because I love my job, and I think I'm very fortunate to get to do this job, you know? So while it's a lot, it's my own doing. I could say no. You know, like, yeah, but um, you hate to say, I, no. I really enjoy, yeah, you hate to say no. And I, I realized that my summers are pretty free and I, there, I might do some stuff announcing wise this summer that I haven't been doing in the past, but um, I, I'm very lucky that I get to do it. And, you know, you're, you know where they should the have day, you on, they should sorry. have you on summer league for sure. I, I would love to, I know, yeah. I, I know that I've talked to my agent about, some of the bull stuff that I've done, maybe getting that to the right people to see. But I, I do understand that I'm super fortunate to get to do this. I mean, you're sitting in pretty much packed venues. I mean, even this yep. week, you know, I've got Purdue, Illinois, Rutgers, Ohio State, Maryland, Iowa. Those games matter for the NCAA. Yep. I mean, Iowa needs to win at Maryland. And Ohio State, It's the rack's a tough place to play. Purdue, Illinois could be the best game of the Big Ten year. You know, we'll it's see. Then we so got Michigan, good. Ohio State on the weekend. So Let, let's start I'm, I'm, with that. Can we start? Let's start with Illinois. Purdue, Illinois. Sure. Uh, tomorrow night in West Lafayette. You've seen both teams a lot. You saw Illinois recently. Mm -hmm. And they didn't play Curbelo much, right? Yeah. I mean, it was Trent Frazier at the point. The majority of the game, they were really good with him at the point. Tell me how mm -hmm. you think Brad mm -hmm. Underwood, now that Curbelo is healthy, should handle this going forward. Should Curbelo be a 15-minute-a-game guy coming off the bench? And Frazier, to me, I think Trent Frazier has been one of the one of the top 10 point guards in the country Agreed. this year, Rob. He, he is. He totally is. Um, yeah, I, I think that – I think Brad's going to take the temperature every game. I, right. I think it's one of those deals where Plummer and Frazier have played – really well and Demonte Williams is not coming out of that starting lineup because he's such a Swiss army knife. He, he is an elite role player. I mean, yeah. defensively rebounding, making plays for people, knock down some shots against, against Indiana. Um, Grandison is a really good role player too. 
So I Goody, just think that with Goody's been with, good. Yeah, yeah, no, he has. He's not afraid. I mean, he made a three in the first half, and then he, he airballed one in the second. But that, that happens, unfortunately, for, for shooters at times. Um, no, I think Curbella will come off the bench. I think if he's playing well, he'll have games where he plays 25, 28 minutes. If he comes in and turns it over, I think you'll see Frazier at the point, Plummer at the two, and that's just kind of how they'll roll. But I don't think it's going to be a set 15 minutes – this is what you play. I think if you're playing well, then he will play a lot. Right. Because he has yeah. a change up and he's a change up for the way he can get Kofi the ball. You know, it it because and Frazier can do it too, because he'll play pick and roll. Don't get me wrong. But I feel right. like for him, he'll pass, but the pick and roll is probably more so for Trent Frazier to score um a lot of the totally. time, which which they need him to do. I mean, he is a great scorer. So when Curbelo well, comes he in, he feeds it becomes, the post differently too. He, he right, feeds no, he the does post so but, differently but when, than Bella. Yes, he, totally. But when Curbelo's on the floor, it becomes less four round one and way more pick and roll and hit Kofi roll into the rim. It just yeah. kind of changes up the look, takes away the ability to post double, and he can now make that pass to the weak side because that weak side defender is worried about Kofi at the rim. So I, I think that Frazier, Frazier, and Plummer on each. Wing. No, and, and Grandison, who's 43, and, yes. and Demonte Williams shot 54 last year, but this year is probably 35. So I just I think that he's a great changeup for them. I really do. As long as he is okay with accepting that role, which it seems like he he has, I, I would say he's he's been good about it, especially considering you know how much hype he had in the in the preseason and non-conference before he got hurt. Um yeah, I, I really like Illinois. I think tomorrow is going to be an unbelievable game. And the atmosphere is going to be oh. off the chain. So I, I do think – but I really like Illinois' team. Brad has got to be in the conversation for Big Ten and National Coach of the Year with the injuries he's dealt with. And, and you know, I think if you asked a week ago, you'd say Greg Gard's got that locked up. But now, much like Johnny Davis having Big Ten Player of the Year locked up, I don't think so anymore. I no, think it's wide open. It's still wide it's open. Still, there's still a month to play, uh, but but you can't give Brad enough credit uh, for the job that he has done of just kind of plugging guys in, finding ways to keep your head above water when you know that seemed like the world is ending. I mean, they had Coleman Hawkins playing point guard early in the season because That's what I'm saying you lose Frazier your got point hurt. guard when you lose Curbella your point out. guard, usually you're done. Well, I mean, he's honestly, lucky that he's got so many good guards, you know. Plummer, a great addition. He, he's yeah. been, you know, as a, from a shooting perspective, and he's improving defensively. He still does some things where you're like, this dude doesn't guard all that well. Yeah. Um, but you take that because of the way that he can make shots. Frazier, Frazier coming back was just so huge for them. Oh, my God. I mean, God. To, to do the fifth huge. year, and he's just a winner, man. He, he, he plays the right way. He plays with a lot of confidence. He was making shots at Assembly Hall where you're just like, man, he is killing these dudes. They they did a good job on on Trace Jackson Davis, who really, I think, struggles against guys that can match his physicality. When he can't overpower guys, he he can't take them outside. You know, there was one time where I think they picked and popped him and he ripped and just and just drove it by Kofi. And that's kind of the way that you probably got to get him involved against the Purdue's and the Illinois. Because I mean, you're backing down Kofi Coburn and he's not moving. That dude, he's no, chance. you're literally, it's like, you know, you're, you're backing him you down and he's him just holding his ground. You got to face up and drive. And that's where his inability to shoot really hurts him. You know, in the second half, Xavier Johnson was really the only guy I thought that was able to, to make any sort of play against Illinois defense. Yeah. This game is probably, I mean, to me, probably determines the big 10 regular season title. Well, I mean, Purdue would have the tiebreaker over Illinois. If if Purdue wins, they've got that tiebreaker. And if Illinois wins, I want to say they have a two-game lead. Yes, that's so, right. Yeah, and I think Purdue falls out of the one conversation if they lose this game. And if they win it, they're firmly entrenched right now. Because I think whoever wins the Big Ten, maybe not Illinois because they, they, they kind of stubbed their toe early a little bit. But if Purdue wins this, wins the Big Ten regular season title, I think they're a one seed. Uh, I want to right. say Purdue, Purdue right now, though, I will say, I think Lunardi's got them as the number three team in overall. Like number three overall. I do too. Yeah. I do and too. you're looking at who they've got left at Michigan State, at Wisconsin, 
Indiana. The rest of the games are, you know, Michigan away, uh, Maryland home, Northwestern away, Rutgers home. So I wouldn't say take them out of the, I don't think it would take them out of the one seed deal totally. Right. It'd be hard. But I do, but I do think that they would probably fall to the two with the opportunity to get back to the one. Want to make some money? How about you invest it in, in an exciting asset that's outpaced the S&P 500 by 164% for 25 years? I'm talking about ART. Masterworks is the new investing app that lets you invest in blue chip paintings from icons like Picasso, Monet, and Warhol without needing millions. Over 300,000 people have already signed up. Get priority access with our unique promo. Log on to masterworks.art slash believe. That's masterworks.art slash believe. B-L-E-A-V. See important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclosures. All right, so tomorrow night's environment should be as good as probably any this season other than the game that I saw this past, uh, what was it, Tuesday yeah. in Lubbock. The game, well, you and I You're talked. local now. You're, yeah, you're a local. You you're, a, you're a fellow Lubbockian. They love me. They love me. I mean, how about this, Rob? <laughs> they tried to get me. I was on a platform at one point, taking some videos, whatever. And, and they went from hating me to chanting my name and liking me and taking selfies and all this throughout. They're chanting my name to shotgun a beer before the game. And I'm using the excuse. I'm saying like, hey, I can't do this before the game. I'll get fired. Now, the real reason was I haven't shotgun a beer in God <laughs> knows how long. Like, yeah. it might not have been pretty, Ralph. Here's, here's my question for you. You yeah. might be looking at this all wrong. Do you think that the Texas Tech fans were playing the long game and really they hate you? And they're like, if we can get him to shotgun a beer on camera, we can get him fired and ruin his life. I don't think so. But You think it was genuine? Who knows? You never know. <laughs> I mean, you never this know. This guy's here. talk way too much trash about us. He, he said we're the worst job in, in the Big 12. I know. You know, they might have remembered that. And they might have said, you know, let's play the long game. We'll act friendly. But really, we're trying with we have one goal in mind when Jeff comes to town. Get his ass out of there. <laughs> Get him fired. Stadium. <laughs> Get him fired at stadium. I've never seen, man. I have never seen anything yeah. like that. Like it was incredible on television to watch. It, it really it was. It was was the most shocking part on TV. When Beard walked out and was surrounded by the five cops? Yes, because I felt like I was watching a boxing match in Vegas. Like, it, it felt like you were watching this prize fight. He's and in the, the fighters middle come of out. Right. I <clears> thought <throat> he was going to come out. Everybody was going to go in front of him, and the cops would be kind of standing off to the side a little bit. Was it, was it necessary to do that, do you think? I mean, there was well, a lot of yelling, and... We didn't know. It was... I, think, I mean, you better I be safe were, than sorry, yeah. Yeah, I think they were just taking precaution. You know, Texas Tech really did it. Beard brought his own bodyguard of sorts or whatever you want to call him. He brought one guy. But Texas Tech were the ones that said, hey, we're going to have at least 30 cops in the arena. My thing is, game. what is one guy going to do if a 1,000 students decided, let's jump this dude? Not that they were going to do that, but, I mean, this guy's going to fight a 1,000 kids out of the student section? They were pretty good. The students, I mean, they were just yelling, you know, fuck you, Beard. And and fuck you, Texas. Fuck you, UT. The whole game. They were just. Yeah. But but their student section is awesome because it's forty five hundred deep. Yeah, you know? I mean it goes up into the upper decks. What is Purdue? What do you think Purdue has for students in there? A couple thousand. Yeah, I would guess. I would because it's in on both schools. sides. Yeah, I bet it's probably three thousand kids at the game. I would think. I, mean, I went Maybe from. I went from Lubbock to Tucson, McHale Center, which is considered one of the best home atmospheres in the country. It was like going from Yankee <clears throat> Stadium to, like, watching the Milwaukee Brewers play. Yeah, right, right. It, I mean, it made – honestly, it made Tucson look like the minor leagues, the fans. But that's the kind of the – I know, that's, again. That's kind of the way that the Pac-12 atmosphere seemed to be, though. I mean, other than Arizona and UCLA no, – yeah, UCLA was great when I saw him against Villanova earlier no, this year. No, I, I know. I, I remember watching on TV and thinking it was yeah. really good. But outside of those two schools, right. do you get much of an ad? I've been to a Cal game when Conzo Martin was the coach there because we were playing the Warriors, and I was shocked at how – I mean, it was like going to a high school game. 
compared Stanford to... was good when the Lopez twins were there. Really good. What, but what was the game when that the guy was it Casey Jacobson made the half court shot and Tiger Woods was sitting courtside? Oh, yeah. yeah, that was a good atmosphere. I remember watching that. Stanford's had it going at times, right? Stanford, yeah, when they were really, really good. That's like that's fair. Oregon has had it going, but yeah, it's it's again. I've just never seen anything like this before. And and Gottlieb <clears throat> kind of said no. That he tweeted out it wasn't as good as Kansas or Duke. I think it was better because of the venom involved. Because of the, with the meaning behind the game. Yeah. The actual like, hatred. Yeah, yes. The lead up. The lead up outside where the fans are out there for days. I mean, I'm walking around, Rob, honestly, before the game, hours before the game, and people outside <clears throat> are just handing me beers. Literally just coming up to me, handing me beers. I'm like, I, yeah, I've already had a couple. Like, I can't keep going like this. <laughs> You know, handing me shrimp. Uh, like they, they've got shrimp. food trucks out there. Uh, was it refrigerated or was it cooked? I got it from the food truck. It was good. All right, that's fine. I just so like, I wasn't expecting. You know, Lubbock is really nice and on the ocean and all. I'm sure the shrimp was real fresh. <laughs> it was fine. It did the job. But what? All right. What? What is the most hostile environment you have ever gone into, or as a player, or now, covering this? This is easy for me. Okay. This is an easy one to answer. The most hostile environment I ever played in was in Belgrade, Serbia. US, USA, Serbia, yep. pool play game, World University games. Really? It made anything in the Big Ten look so JV. Just because of the hatred that Serbia had for the United States. I mean, we had armed guards. Um, after the game, I remember thinking there was people all around our bus. It was – so you have to understand, <clears throat> with, with the – Kosovo and some of the stuff that happened in the late 90s and early 2000s when NATO went in to take I guess to to end there I don't want to I don't want to get into the politicalness of this yeah. discussion but yep. there was an event that happened and it ended up with NATO removing the leader of I believe the former Yugoslavia which then broke okay. it up into like Serbia and and there was like a lot of people died and NATO bombed Belgrade. Okay. So you might not even, <clears throat> I, I wasn't even really aware to this I, until yeah. getting there. But there is a, there was, I don't know if there still is, a very intense feeling that the United States was, was doing this and was, uh, was, I guess, under control of the bombing. So there's still buildings in Belgrade when we were there in 09 that were bombed out. And I'm telling you, dude, when we took the floor, I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. Uh, it throwing was just <clears throat> throwing stuff. The game ended. They're throwing coins on the court. They're throwing food on the court. We won. I think so Taylor Battle. running off the court? We ran off the floor. Taylor Battle, I think, made a play late, and we, we missed some free throws, and they missed a shot. They ended up winning gold. That was a pool play game. Um, but I'll never forget, at the medal ceremony, they win. We won bronze against Israel. We lost to Russia in a game that I swear was fixed. Um, it was so bad, yep. <laughs> but medal ceremony where we were told walk down the baseline. Now there had been like a threat made. They made us watch the game in this room in the, in the like doldrums of this huge 19,000 yep. seat stadium. It's full and you know, Serbia wins. They're like, yeah, threat has been made against you guys. So I'm just like, dude, get me out of here. This is crazy. And we're, we're told, walk down the baseline, walk down the sideline, get on the podium to get your medals. Cool. So I'm walking out, and one of the guys in front of me, this little girl is on the baseline, and she pops out. And she's got this big smile on her face, and she just flips us off. <laughs> and one of the guys on our team goes, man, forget that, and flipped her off back. <laughs> he flipped oh, off a five-year-old oh. girl. Oh, I mean, it was, goodness. there was legit hatred. I mean, it was, it was strong and, and, and it was, it was very eye-opening. I think for us, we were like, man, you watch the Olympics and people love team USA, right, right, you know, cause it's the NBA guys right. that they watch on TV. They don't care about the world university games. It's not the same. So it, that was a, that was an interesting experience for a lot of us. The team had Deshaun Butler and Evan Turner, um, Dion. We got to get Deion Evan Turner on the pod, by the way. Yeah, I mean, he'd, he'd be great. I bet he'd come. He could. He would have good stories about Serbia. Yeah, I know. Bo Ryan's relationship was 
fraught. Frosty, <laughs> frosty. All right, uh, I can see like him going was... back at Bo Ryan a little bit. Oh, I mean, he. Yes, it was. I think Evan quit the team like six times. David Falk <laughs> would convince him every time. We were roommates, so I'd listen to these conversations. And David Falk would be like, you can't quit. This would look very bad. <laughs> you can't quit the World University Games team. The best thing that Evan did, though, I might have told this on the on this podcast before. He he pl- got put in a game in pool play. We were playing against somebody really bad. Like, we played Finland, played South Korea, who had this, like, literally suicide press of we either get a steal or we give up a dunk, you know, like Every it was the worst press. Like we get a dunk four times out of five and they'd <laughs> steal it once, you know? And so we're playing one of these teams. Evan gets in the game, turns it over a couple of times. And with that Mata, Evan was, it was like, dude, if you turn it over a hundred times, just Didn't keep matter. making plays. I don't care. We need you to do it. Bo Ryan has the opposite viewpoint of that. You turn it over once you might come out twice for sure. You're coming out. So Evan turns it over. Bo rips him out of the game. I mean, think last in minutes, last in scoring, second pick in the draft next year. Unbelievable. That that type of dude was riding our bench. So we get in the locker room, and I mean, Evan is pissed. And he's sitting there, and he all those the big beats by Dre headphones were they're still big, but they were huge then. They just come out and you know they had the big bass. So he he puts his headphones on and he's listening to music, and Bo comes in to start doing the the halftime speech well while Bo is talking Evan rips the loudest fart that I've ever heard in my life I mean just fucking unbelievably loud the fact that he was able to do it on command is incredible and Bo Ryan didn't flinch dude he didn't even acknowledge it I mean it was like a battle of wills in the locker room it was incredible unbelievable Evan Evan would be good to get on here because I'm sure his recollection of Serbia would be hilarious man all right, so um, I asked you because I think I saw a guy that I think is the most underrated player in college basketball this year. And I think you saw one that you could claim is one of the most underrated as well. I- I'm curious to get your pick. But if you had to pick the most underrated player in college basketball right now, who would you pick? Who's kind of that guy that you just want on your team, right? Yeah. If we're picking again of a 13-man team, and you're saying, I have to have that guy. I know. Don't pick. I, I forget. Who did who, you had some Tyson at the end, maybe? <laughs> yeah, you had some really bad ones. I forget who else. Somebody, I think you picked Nate Lashevsky too. <laughs> I wanted to spread 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 you out at the five. Yeah, well, he can shoot it. He can I shoot needed it. A stretch five. Yeah, that who would you pick? I mean, Frazier comes to mind for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's who I'd go with. Um, I just think he's a winner and I'll say Trent Frazier. I'm going to keep thinking, but you tell me who you who you got. I would go with Kevin McCuller at Texas Tech. I friggin' love that kid. I just think he's all about the right things, like Frazier is. You know, a veteran who told me. I mean, the craziest part was so if when when Beard leaves, they go to uh, the, the AD Kirby Hokett kind of you know takes the temperature of some players there. Obviously, the big ones are Terrence Shannon, McCuller. Well, McCuller on day one, literally, I think Beard left, and Adams gets the job, Mark Adams, and it's a shock to everybody, right? It's an absolute shock, but Adams was smart. I think his quote was something like, I'm not getting on the bus, or I'm not getting on the plane. I'm from West Texas, so to rally, rally the, the rally, fan base. rally the fans immediately. Yeah, smart. That's smart. Smart. That's smart. Good play. Yeah. Played his yeah, hand cool. well. Gets the job, and Kevin McCuller comes out on day one. He told me and says, "I'm staying here. I'm playing for Coach Adams." And if he doesn't Sweet. do that, Shannon, remember at that point, Shannon tells me that he's up in the air because he's in Chicago at the combine, and he said I was like seventy five percent gone at that point. I didn't think I was coming back. Well, he comes back. And he's got a really good relationship with Adams, too. McCullough's already coming back, so it's a little bit easier for him to say, hey, I'm coming back as well. But McCullough's that guy. They don't have a point guard, Rob. They don't was, have – Was a- Kyler Edwards ever close to staying, or was he out of there immediately when Beard left? Yeah, I don't know on that one. I'm not sure, yeah. but he's been great for Houston. Oh, obviously. he's been killing. Yeah, so McCullough's just that guy to me that embodies everything that's right with Texas Tech, right? He's been playing hurt all year, number yep. one. 
he, he says and does all the right things. He, he makes plays with the ball in his hands when, again, they don't have a point guard. They do not have a point guard. He's their de facto, you know, he does what he, – he's kind of that Swiss Army knife, right? He can yeah. – whatever you need him to do, you plug him in. Hey, go get us eight boards. Right. Go distribute and get everybody the ball. All right, we need you to get a bucket. We need you to make a big three or get to the basket. Whatever – we need you to be a leader. He does everything. I, I'm telling you, any team – you give me right now. I want Kevin McCullough on that team. He's that important to Texas Tech for their culture, for their winning, for their ability to do everything. I, I freaking love the kid. Love yeah. him. I, th- this player is not under the radar, but I, I want to talk about him anyway. Um, mm. So my pick will be Trent Frazier. Keegan Murray last night was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. He's going to be a lottery pick too. I, I fully believe that. I think Keegan Murray, Johnny Davis, I know Davis has struggled a little bit the last couple of games and, and yeah. Jay Nivey, those guys are going to be taken in the lottery. Um, I mean, Keegan Murray's his defense on Jamison battle last night, who's actually been really yeah. good for Minnesota from a scoring standpoint was phenomenal. And I mean, just playing both ends of the floor, making shots from three driving the ball, the effort plays though. I mean, you don't really have to run plays for him. He yeah. just, he posts guys up and pushes guys up the floor and gets great position. And, Gets offensive rebounds and transition. He's really good. He he might be somebody that maybe is flying under the radar a bit nationally. I think in the Big Ten he gets talked about. He'll be first team All Big Ten, but sure. I I, I know, and that's crazy because he's on the the late twenty wooden list and whatnot. But I well, feel Iowa like Iowa has other... been good, but Iowa but hasn't right. been because great. they haven't been great. He hasn't maybe gotten the recognition exactly. that he deserves when in reality he was awesome, awesome yesterday. Yeah, and that's the reason why we give Johnny Davis more pub, right? We give him more props because why? they've been winning. Yeah, They've been a top 10 team, in my opinion, all year. Yep. Their, their resume is incredible. And you take him off Wisconsin. You take E.J. E. Liddell off Ohio State. You take Keegan Murray off Iowa. <clears throat> I don't know if any of them are anything I, more than NIT teams. I, I agree. My, my first team, all Big Ten team right now, and again, this could yep. change, would, would be – Keegan Murray, Johnny Davis, Jaden Ivey, E.J. Liddell, Kofi Coburn. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. All right, so gun to your head, I'm going to give you two different scenarios right now. Would you take Jaden Ivey over any of the big three right now? Jabari Smith, Chad Holmgren, or Paolo Benquera? I saw where where some – I don't – it might have been Chad Ford. Yeah. Somebody it, moved it him to the number two. Not yeah. in whatever, but, yeah. um, boy, I don't know. I – those other guys, it just feels like Bancaro is a type of generational talent. Holmgren, the potential is so crazy high. Jamari Smith shoots it at such a high level. But Jaden Ivey is a generational athlete at Purdue, for sure. Yes. And maybe even dude, some of the plays he makes, he might be a generational type athlete like a John Morant, Russ if West. If you can harness, play. you got to harness yeah. it with him a little bit and teach him, I think, yeah. decision-making – is is probably his biggest kind of, you know, sometimes you get frustrated with his decision-making. He's been and better again, about that, though. They played – yesterday they played pick and roll with him just – or it was Saturday. Um, they, they played a lot of pick and roll with him in the half court. And he was they making should. the right play. No, I right. know. But I think that that's what they were worried about was his decision-making with it. He's they great were. as a decision-maker in transition. Yep. But I think in the half court they had concerns and – Boy, I, you have to say they were pretty much answered uh, against Michigan. Now, we'll see Tuesday against a pretty good Illinois defense. Um, but, I, boy, I, I'd want to see him probably in workouts and stuff. He could, I mean, which is incredible to say in a, that. In a workout, he, Rob, if he makes <clears> like, you know, can he make 75 of 100 threes in a workout? He, and if he does. 44 this year. I, that's what I'm I saying. He probably, like, he, he probably could. I think he could. I think he I could. And, and if you're an NBA guy, what are you saying? Well, if he works, that's the area. If he's already shooting 40, you know, maybe he could shoot 40 in the league. Now, yeah, I don't no, think I... – I think he's a mid to high 30s guy in the NBA. <clears throat> but with everything else, with the physical – I mean, man, if he goes to the combine and te- tests, oh, he'll he's test going to test off the, off the charts. Yeah, he will. He will. He's going to make he'll, your 19-and-a-half-inch uh... vertical – I, I had a, that's not what I had at the combine. I know you're like <laughs> we, a 26. 
You want me to pull up the numbers? Yes, I absolutely want to. By the way, I, I still don't completely trust the numbers of any. Like, I see how that works. And, and I know guys, the best part of the combine is guys will um, will try to get so they're standing reach. They're not measured right. Yeah, so there's they tricks can, of the trade here. Yes. Right. What are they, Rob? What are the tricks of the trade? You know, obviously, well, you want to wear shoes that have that yeah. give you more height. Try to, or even try to get on your tiptoes just a little bit, just yeah. to give you a little bit of a lift. Um, the the standing reach minimize it so your vertical looks better. Yep. Um, you know, we practiced. I remember I did my pre-draft with Ed Schilling down at in Indianapolis. We practiced the three-quarter court run. We practiced the run slide shuttle run. You know, shuttle run thing. We did all that stuff. Um, yeah. So. What's your vert? Uh, here, what was your I've vert? Did you find the, it? Uh, yeah, I've got it here. Hold on. I've got it. I think I feel like it was like 26 or so. Shut up. It's not I'm telling 26. you. Was it higher than 26? 32? All right. My this is kind of hard to read because it's standing vert. I want your standing vert. All right. Scrolling over. So that's what we're 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 going on in New Orleans. Me and you in the standing vert. Dude, I Oh, wait, this doesn't have vertical. It's only here we go. This added NBA draft combine 2012 measurements. Quincy AC beast. <laughs> Freak. Uh, all right. Wait, this has got dang it. This is just like the stuff that who cares about? Oh, combine results. This would be good. It was everything, right? Everything in there. Yeah, I didn't need my like height and stuff. Okay. No. So this says that I had <clears throat> here we are. Oh, <laughs> what do you have? All right, no step vert. Yeah, that's hard. No gather. Right. 27 and a half. Ooh, all right. All right. Max vert. 30. Let's 30. go. 30 inch vert. <laughs> what do you have to say about that, you fraud? <laughs> uh, listen. All I know is you're, you're, you're standing vert now. It was 27 and a half then. That was how many years ago? 10 years ago? Yeah, it was 10 years ago. What do you think? What, I mean, we did it, right? Didn't you just do it? Yeah, I think it was like 20 and a half or something. <laughs> Yikes. You, have, you have lost all, all you of You know what I remember about the combine, though, was how much my knee hurt. I had really bad tendonitis from, the, from my graft. So, I, I, dude, my bench, 13? What an bench. animal. I, wow. I tested out gray here. Now, my agility <laughs> test was That's garbage. why you got drafted. 11.56. The only people that were worse than me were Festus Ezeli, <laughs> Jacobin Brown. Uh, was your, wait, else? wait. I want to know what your... Um, uh, I think Kendall Marshall was 12.03 in the agility. Fab Mello, 12.1. What was, 12 .1. was your... What? Uh, uh, what do they call it? The uh, body... Uh, you know, body fat i was yeah. nine nine that's nine percent that's not bad somebody was, was like 21 year yeah there's been some guys that have like gotten sick or hurt and shown up and you're just like oh god hey you remember the craziest question you were ever asked by a gm in the in the meetings the dumbest question what was the dumbest question i in got the interviews yeah in the interviews somebody, by like somebody asked me who's the worst player here who's the worst player here <laughs> What did you did you answer? I, I can't. Yeah, I did. I can't convulse. Actually, you know what? Don't, no, I can't. No, say don't say who it was. I can't but you say. answered it. Oh, You're yeah. an asshole. I gave I gave two guys. One of them I you... don't like. One of the ones was just <laughs> being a jerk in my group, who actually is a good guy. Um, <laughs> so I feel bad about saying him. But yeah, uh, there was that. There was also what does what does two what does two plus one mean to you? Huh? No idea. Like, what does two plus one mean to you? I was like, and one. I'm all about how, the hoops. <laughs> how, what, what did you answer? Oh, you didn't. I said, I, I said, it's an and one. So I, so I thought I was all about basketball, which is so dumb. <laughs> and you were all proud of yourself after. I was like, man, that was a good ass answer right, right there. That right. was good. Because yeah, you know how and, many, how many guys answer three to that? Everybody. Yeah, or everybody. 21 or, yeah, they're probably like, this guy's a loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The combine oh, is interesting. Man. The worst part for me was I had a whole day of medical testing because I had right. most of the guys are like, you know, you do the stress test, which is hard as hell, where you start on the treadmill and the inclines yeah. go up and the speed goes up. 
and they see who can set the record. Yeah. Um, but it's more, it's, it's really to test your heart and it's also to see how tough you are. Um, it's, it's both, but I, I had freaking x-rays on my back, x-rays on my hand because I had dislocated a finger. I had MRIs on my knees. I, I mean, it was a whole day of me just over at Northwestern hospital, yeah. like hanging out. I don't blame them. them. I know. I mean, look at you. You were you're you were a train wreck. Couldn't walk. I still made it. Look at that. You did. You somehow you you overcame every odd. I, I eked my way in somehow. You did. You did. All right. Well, listen. Um, I'm gonna put my headband back on for the end of this because I think I looked so good at the beginning. All right. I'm gonna. Pig. I think I'm gonna go downstairs <clears throat> and show my wife my new look. What do you, what do you think she's gonna say? Did, did she go to Arizona too? She did not. She went to Lehigh. She's a lot smarter than me. Yeah, Lehigh's a good school. Very good. Yeah, school. I'm sure she'll be really impressed with Kurt. Did you watch that at least, or did you? Yeah, just I watched. Watch it. Yeah, I right. put it in the. Yeah, it went. You're, it you're went an Arizona fanboy deep down. You're like, ooh, Kurt wore this. I'm gonna keep Kerr, it. You're like, can you sign this for me, Kurt? Please. <laughs> I think right, Arizona. Arizona's good though. Arizona is really. They're good. very good. They're very good. All right, listen. I know you got a tough week. Get some sleep. Get a, get a little nap in, like you used to do in in the league an afternoon nap and uh we'll talk next week all right sounds good whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring podcasts on the blue wire network Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.